The first thing Francie Goldberg's eyes focused on as she struggled awake that morning was a copy of Hop on Pop. It was sitting on the little desk that her father had refinished and painted for her the previous summer. He had worked on the desk for many evenings, many evenings that Francie had spent sitting cross-legged on the floor of his studio upstairs, watching as he magically coaxed fairies and twining vines out of the white paint. Every first grader needs a desk, he had said to her as he'd poised his brush above a knob on one of the drawers. Why? Francie had asked. Because you're going to have homework. You'll need a place for your workbooks and pencils. Homework. The very word had made Francie feel proud. She was going to learn to read in first grade, and she would have homework like her friend Amy Fox, who lived next door and was a year older and came home from school every day with important-looking papers sticking out of a green folder. But now, a whole year had gone by, all of first grade, and while Francie had indeed been sent home with homework— She'd spent a year struggling through exercises and trying to keep up with the students in the Red Wagon group, which every kid in her class knew was the lowest of the three reading groups, no matter what it was called. Francie couldn't even keep up with the slow readers. She could barely read at all. Letters flipped themselves around and upside down. A P looked just like a D or a B, and words seemed to shift on her. Really, what was the difference between reed and deer, or pets and pest, or, for that matter, between kitchen and chicken? This was why, three times a week, all summer long, she had to endure a visit from Mrs. Travers, with her worksheets and flashcards and suggestions to her parents that they buy Francie hop-on-pop and one-fish, two-fish, red-fish, blue-fish. From across her bedroom, Francie stuck out her tongue at hop-on-pop. She hated that book. She'd gone to all the trouble of memorizing it so that she could tell Mrs. Travers she could read after all. And then Mrs. Travers had opened to a page in the middle and told Francie to read it, and Francie hadn't known where to begin without beginning at the beginning. At least Mrs. Travers wouldn't be coming today. Thursday was not a Mrs. Travers day. Francie sat up in bed and peered through her open window. She listened to the sound of traffic on Nassau Street, Princeton, New Jersey's Main Street, which was a block away. The air drifting into her room was already hot. It smelled like grass and sunshine and the lavender plants that lined the walkway to the front door of her house. She looked at her yard below, with the flower gardens that her mother tended, and then across the street to the newcomer's large Victorian house, with its many bedrooms and five newcomer children. Francie's house was equally large, but the only people living in it were her and her parents, Dana and Matthew. Francie padded into the hallway. She was about to make her way downstairs when she noticed that the door to the room next to hers was closed. This was one of the guest rooms, and the door had been open when Francie had gone to bed the night before. She quickened her pace and ran to the kitchen. Hi, Dana, she said to her mother. Francie's parents unlike the parents of most of her friends, 
preferred to be called by their first names. Morning, Pumpkin. Francie slid into her place at the table. Why is the guest room door closed? She asked. Dana, who was busy at the coffee maker, turned around and smiled. Guess who's here, she said. Francie thought for a moment. Grandpa Arnold and Nani? she asked, even though her father's parents lived only an hour away and rarely stayed overnight with the Goldbergs. 